please. Hey guys. Happy Monday morning and welcome to another episode of Pew Time with Tony. And Jackie. Well, we have quite a few new gun releases before SHOT Show, which is like increasingly becoming more popular. Yeah, and so. technically the first day of the show itself, Industry Day, is today. That's true. Well, jump right in. All right. So, first things first, actually, this is not a gun, it's just a part. Wilson Combat releases their new grip module for the SIG P365 and 365XL. So, just the, the baby to the full size 320 module by Wilson? Yep. Looks exactly the same, except maybe somebody put it in the dryer for a little too long. <laughs> same cuts, same front and rear textures, it looks like. Uh, my only problem with these grip modules would be really good if they did not indent in the upper portion of the grip on the sides where it kind of cuts in where most people's palms go. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, they do feel good. I wonder if it's because the grips are smaller for a 365, how it's going to change the feel. Yeah, I'd be interested to see. Yeah. Uh, Caltech? Big news from Caltech, which I'm always excited to announce Caltech news because it's usually quite special, different, unique, like its own. It's not like the everything else we announce where we're like, yeah, it's just the same as everything else on their line. Like it's always something different, like way different. Uh, this is their very first ever striker fired pistol. Uh, everything else has been double action. So this one is nine millimeter comes with a 15 round mag it, it there's one pitcher one pitcher available they haven't announced like msrp or a whole lot of information on it we have some features um, but it's going to be officially announced this week at the shot show um, it's going to have a rear grip safety similar to a springfield polymer pistol it's weird though it doesn't look like it hinges like that it looks like it pushes in mm -hmm. uh so, without feeling the gun, I'm actually not a fan of that yet. Yeah. I'm not a fan of grip safeties in general, yeah. but... Well, we'll see what, what it looks and feels like once it actually comes out, rather than just the picture where it's side profile only, so you actually get a chance to see it. Right. I mean, the 1911's not bad. The XD is meh. The Shield EZs are even worse. Right. And now you have this thing that looks like a button. Right. It, it does look like it is not where it's supposed to be. <laughs> like it was an afterthought and they were like, make a hole here, put this piece in yeah. that spot. Uh, front fiber optic sight, uh, adjustable rear sight, ambi safety and ambi mag release and a gator textured grip, which it basically looks like the same kind of grip that's on like their PF was on their PF9, uh, which is now not a thing anymore, nor is the P3AT. Those two are both gone off their line now that this has been released. Um, retired to the vault. The texture, the Gator texture grip looks more aggressive. The actual like square pieces that are raised up right. do look like a more aggressive texture than their old, their old series on their, their P, PF9. And out of all of that, it's called the Keltec P15. Mm -hmm. 
You forgot to say it. Did I? Yes. Oh. You're like, you got it from Celtic. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, say the name. Say the name. I mean, it generally, is. when you get to the round count, you can kind of guess it where if it's a semi automatic pistol, it's P and then the amount of rounds it holds. Like the P17 for the 22, the P50 for the 5.7. Yeah. So. But yes, the Caltech P15. Oh, you just noticed even their shotguns. Yes. The KS7. Yes. Seven rounds. Ah. CP33. Well, I knew that for their handguns. I'm just saying, like, even their pump rifle or the pump shotgun is. Mm hmm. Same. Okay. Past, moving past Caltech. Uh, more nudes from HS product. I mean, Springfield. <laughs> uh, so, Springfield is... They're not actually coming out with something new. They, they've they just decided that the company that they, they use to develop and make half of their guns, they've... They saw something that they like that they've been making forever... I'm like, hey, we should bring that to the U.S. Yeah. Hey, we don't have to pay to design it. Hey, it's already made. Hey, it's already proven. But, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're going to introduce a new product. Let's let's use that. Yes. So, HS Products is the same people that make... Excuse me. They make the XD9s. They make the Hellcats. Basically, anything that's made in Croatia that is stamped Springfield, HS product is what makes it. And I can't remember, I should have wrote down the names of them, but like the HS2000 mm -hmm. is the XD. And the HS9, I think, is the Hellcat. Uh, this rifle is called the VHS. Yes. Um, and it had some numbers behind it. Anyway, it is called the Springfield Armory Hellion rifle and it is a bullpup it's very exciting this thing looks mean yeah now as much shit as i just talked about it it actually does have some pretty cool features um probably could have dealt without the hellion name but i mean i suppose we're going in that direction right saint hellcat hellion right no i'm i guarantee you these names get picked when it's like, bring your kid to work day. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Billy, what do you want to name this? Well, okay. Next year's model, Lucifer. Yeah. Uh, chambered 5.56. Takes regular P mags. I think one of the coolest features on this gun is it has a HKG 36 style front top rail and Ambi style charging handle where it swings out left or right. From underneath that top rail. The gun's completely ambi. Uh, safety, bolt release, mag release, even has a uh, blockable and switchable ejection port. So you lefties can actually shoot a bullpup Yay. without catching a mouthful of brass. Right. Uh, the mag release is okay. Uh, rear paddle. The bolt release is a little weird because it's like a. Uh, a plastic shelf and then a little slider switch that you pinch together behind on the, the mag release. On the underside. Yeah, which is what makes it ambi, I guess. Right. Um, so that's a little weird, but still technically ambi. 
16 inch barrel hooded uh, built in flip up sights which actually look pretty good mm-hmm. uh, I told you about the full length top rail does have an adjustable gas system which is cool if you plan on running suppressed kind of switch it on the fly without having to worry about buying a gas block or anything like that uh, from the factory it comes with a B5 grip and actually they're smart they used a more vertical uh, style grip and be more comfortable with the shorter length of pole uh, M-lock uh, all over the fore end 3, 6, and 9 3 slots each cool thing about this as opposed to other bullpups is this actually has an adjustable stock i believe it's a three position which it's, is not normal i was gonna say it's very rare i don't know of another bullpup that has an adjustable stock like that. yeah i can't think off the top of my head i mean most bullpups you can take the butt pad off and add spacers and stuff like that yeah but this you can actually just on the fly you know, adjust it just like you would a regular M4 stock. Mm-hmm. MSRP, this is where it gets a little... Painful. Woof. Uh, is $19.99. And I don't mean $20. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I do still want to shoot one. I know you really want to shoot one. Yeah. I, Jackie and I have been together a very long time. And when we were looking at this gun, this is when I found out that she apparently... Probably because she hasn't shot too many of them, has an affinity for bullpups. Yes, I think it's because I'm small, like the short, compact, like like tuck it into your arms and like hug it, hold it close. Like for me, bullpups, like it fits that spot. Like I, they're built for me, or I'm built for them. I'd be interested to see if you uh, have the same thought after you train with them as opposed to a regular rifle yeah that's kind of where most people's falls apart i mean bullpups have a good idea like the theory behind them is good until you actually start running and gunning with them yeah we'll have to see i have a few that i'm looking to try out oh do you now yes (laughs) i will be bringing the next gun into this house that's what she thinks Anyway, speaking of next guns, uh, Sig has announced their MCX Spear, which is a two two seven Fury. It is their first production run special edition, uh, gas piston driven, thirteen inch barrel. It comes with a Sig branded suppressor, is the SLX sixty eight MG. Dash QD. Yes. Uh, six position stock holding. Oh, it's folding. Mm-hmm. And and six position. I and thought I read it wrong. No. Well, it's an MCX, so this is kind of cool. Uh, it's basically AR-10 sized. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's in 277 Fury, which is the round that they're trying to develop for the military. I think they have actually gotten to at least an agreement of testing for it. Okay. Um, but yes, it is a six position and folding stock. Has a side charging handle. Um, basically, this gun, once you see a picture of it, it looks like an AR and a SCAR had 
maybe a one night stand that ended up with something. Um, kind of looks cool. Uh, two stage match trigger, full AMB controls, and this special edition, along with that suppressor, you also get two boxes of ammo. Two boxes. Which is the first that I can think of a gun from the factory coming with ammo. Yeah, the last one I remember that came with any sort of ammo wasn't actually ammo. It was just a display box, which was those tourist like, 24-7 survival kits. And they just had an empty Hornady box in them. Do you remember those? No. Uh, it was like, I had a knife, a compass, a fire starter kit, a blanket, like a flare. And this is where a box of ammo goes. You have to buy the ammo, but it doesn't come with it. <laughs> uh, this is kind of cool. I, I really hope they come out with it in like a 6.5, maybe even a 308. Because now you're talking about a gun that you can make very, very tiny. That doesn't have a buffer tube. However, if you want this first production run, that special edition with the suppressor, which also means, you know. Proper licensing. Yeah. Not everyone can buy it, so their market is very tiny. Uh, MSRP is $7,999. And we thought the Hellion was expensive. Right. Now, this granite. Like the, the baller episode with the minus Caltech. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, now, it does come with a suppressor. That's expensive. I'll even give it the couple boxes of ammo. Also expensive, but you are getting a lot, but still eight grand. Right. That mm. seems like insane. Yeah. And more power to you if you can get it, but for example, Neither of the shops we work at would be able to sell it. Because in Illinois, can't have a suppressor. Can't have an SBR. Not without jumping through a bunch of hoops. Yep. But, I am interested to see where it goes. Kind of wish it wasn't in, in 277. But. I wonder how easy that ammo, I mean, obviously, the more government contracts that they pick up, the more readily available the ammo will be because they'll be making more of it and it'll be a more streamlined thing eventually if that actually happens. Until then, anyone who spends eight grand on this rifle, I don't know how easy it's going to be for you to get ammo to actually shoot this thing. Yeah. I... Time will tell. It's a huge gamble on them. So, not a gun, but Hullison... And I really thought they were going to hold all these till SHOT Show. And I believe this was at SHOT Show two years ago. They had talks about it. It is the Holosun SCS, or Solar Charging Sight. It is auto-adjusting only. No buttons. Um, the claim to this one that's very big, and if you've ever messed with an auto-adjusting red dot... Uh, one, they can be kind of slow to adjust. Mm -hmm. And when they're slow to adjust, that means they don't work worth a crap with weapon lights. So if you're anywhere that you need to use a light, you turn your light on, and it's like, well, there's no dot whatsoever. Oh, there it is. Maybe. That might be the dot. 
Now you turn it off, and it's going to take forever for that dot to brighten. Right. So, they're claiming that the brightness level in the sensors, it has multiple sensors all over it. Um, that is not a problem. Uh, no battery needed to change. Not only does it use the ambient light to power the unit, but it also uses the light and its sensors to maintain a charge on the internal battery. So that's kind of cool. This is how people think all of Holosun's solar panels work right now. Right. Uh, which is not the case. People only think that because the battery, like, never, ever, ever, ever has to be changed on those things. Right. Because of how efficient the solar panel is at actually doing its job. So I can see why people would be under that assumption. Um, I don't know how I feel about not having a battery backup. Oh, there's a battery in there. I know, and it is charged by... Uh. So what my fear is, is like, I'm sure people's like hesitancy to buy a completely electric car. Like, as opposed to a hybrid where you have gas in the tank in case you can't get to a charger. Like, if something happens where it's not holding the charge, like, you have nothing. I feel like having that battery backup is like having a hybrid versus having a full electric. Yeah, I could see that. It's a safety net. <laughs> I need my security blanket battery. <laughs> but that's just me. So, most people at first glance when they hear this has a different footprint would start freaking out. However, this dot has a different footprint because it is an exact mate to the Glock MOS system without the use of a plate. So, no adapter plate, especially the garbage ones that Glock gives you. Right. Uh, directly to it, which means it's going to sit much lower. Mm-hmm. And it actually co-witnesses with stock sites. Because of how low it's sitting. Yeah. Nice. Um, all of that in that small of a package, you still get the multi-reticle system. So dot circle, dot only, circle only. And the whole housing is made of grade 5 titanium. So it's going to be super light. Uh, I'm interested to try it, even though I don't own a Glock MOS. Mm-hmm. Um... I would like to see, especially with like weapon lights, how quickly does it actually change, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're going to make other ones where if this dot is what it says it is, it can do all the things. I wonder if they're going to make it take other footprints. Like this one will take a core. You know, this one will take a CZ. Mm-hmm. This one will take a... PDP. This one will take a staccato. Yeah. So, kind of interesting. But good on them. I mean, they're constantly pushing the envelope, so. Yay. Uh, that's it for gun news. Believe it or not, we actually have shooting sports news. Which is weird, because it's the middle of January. Yeah, it's like 12 like degrees like right now. snow outside. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh... Have no fear. It's not local news. <laughs> no, definitely not local to us. No, 
This is where everybody from this area goes when it gets cold like this. The state of Florida. The Florida State Championship was this weekend. And... At the whack. Si, senor. <laughs> and I... So there was 263 shooters. Over a third of them were carry optics. Or roughly a third. Yeah, I would say roughly a third were carry optics. So, huge packed division. Um, high overall was an open shooter, Lesgar Murdoch. Speedy. Um, and high overall lady was shooting PCC, and that is Jessica Dwyer. Open, obviously, Lesgar, followed by Chris Tilly, and then Ian McPherson. What have you done? That would be... Oh, I see. You've done ladies like this. Mm-hmm. Jackie put the notes in different formats and confused me. It's been a long time since we've done shooting <laughs> sports. I figure i keep it fresh and keep you on your toes. Okay, so who was open lady? Karina Draghi. Okay. Carry optic shooter, won by Mason Lane. Second place, Max... Uh, I think it's... Uh, not a lippy? I think... I'm sorry if it's not. Followed by Keanu Sai. And Lady for Carry Optics, Kaylee Lane. Limited Shooters, Gorka Ibanez. My buddy. So happy. Good job, man. Followed by Ryan Bramwell. And third place, Manny Bragg. Manny still got it. <laughs> um, and then Lady for Limited, Candice Giuliano. Production had a whopping 29 shooters. Winner of production, Casey Reed. Second place, Stephen Lutman. Third place, Matthew Nash. And lady production, Devin McManus. PCC, won by Jason Clark. Second, Isaac Hansen. Third, Craig McCanley. McCanley? L. Hanley? McCanley? Nick Elhan, Elhanley? Yes. <laughs> Lots of vowels. And lady for PCC, who was also high overall, Jessica Dwyer. Uh, there were four single-stack shooters, so first place for them was Mark Walker. And there was one revolver shooter, but he gets mentioned because he's a GM and most likely was going to win if there was more than one anyway, and that's Benjamin Faust. So, first major of the year, come and gone. Yeah, means it's right around the corner. Right around the corner. I should probably start making bullets. Yeah. I've been on a, uh, like a two-month-long hiatus. Zero bullet making. Sorry. I will get back to it. Are you, though? Yeah, totally. Either that or you can reload this year. You want me making nine? No, 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 <laughs> no. That would be silly. That would be the worst season ever. Oh, bless you. Uh, thank you. Good job of keeping that away from the microphone. And to all of our wonderful listeners, you're welcome. All right. Well, I wonder. 
Do you think we're going to actually, with all the uh, drops that are coming out recently, do you think anything's actually reserved for SHOT Show this year? Like, we're going to release this at SHOT Show. I feel like there's probably a couple things that are going to be like, you know, big wowers and it's not going to be like it was. I mean, you know, even like five years ago, it was still like a very hush-hush thing until until SHOT Show. Very rarely, you know, more than five years ago, very rarely did things come out and get leaked beforehand unless it it truly was like a leak that was not supposed to be announced. So, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, I feel like uh, more and more companies are putting stuff out ahead of time. I mean, even even one week, it's still ahead of time. Right. Um, I don't know. I would like to think that there's still some magic left at Chacho. Well, honestly, I think... And this is just me. I really think they need to... Maybe scale down SHOT Show and take it back to the industry show in which it was. Like, yeah, you can still have influence come and stuff like that, but it it needs to have two different identities. I think someone needs to take over the annual minutes for NRA to have a giant SHOT Show-like experience that's open to everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to go there, here you go. That's where they need to do the releases, like, I get having releases at, like, big shows like that, but if the general public, who is your customer, isn't there, what the hell's the point? Now, yes, I'm still saying dealers need an industry. I'm not saying there doesn't need to be an industry show. I think there does. They need to be a lot like the old distributor shows where distributors cater, they fly you in, they bring in a bunch of manufacturers you handle it but that's where you make your deals through the year you want to buy x amount of units you know we have this special going on but the big shows should be included for the public right it's that's your customer that's who needs to see them that's who's excited to see them that part just makes sense yeah i have a lot of customers who um you know, they, they ask about it, something specific, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that, you know, that came out, or they announced that, or hinted towards that, that should be released at SHOT Show, or, oh, yeah, that came out two years ago at SHOT Show, whatever it may be, and they're like, oh, yeah, oh, I'd love to be able to go to SHOT Show, you know, well, maybe next year, I've never, I've never gone, but, you know, then they don't know, like, SHOT Show is industry exclusive, like, it's but. not, like, they just see SHOT Show, and, like, everyone and their mother there. Right. They don't know that it is, like, industry exclusive. You have to be part of the industry to go to the show. Right. (coughs) So, uh, maybe, you know, TriggerCon needs to explode or something. Something needs to change, I think. Smaller dealer show that's actually industry-based and a larger show open to the public that if you want to go, kind of like the NRA Minutes. But, yeah, I think that's going to be, I think we're all going to be looking at something like that for the future. That would be exciting. I think that would be really, um, it would be really game-changing for the industry. You know, if it was more accessible to the public. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's going to be more work, but I just think it makes more sense. Mm-hmm. It'll have a bigger reward, bigger payout. Kind of like the auto show. Mm-hmm. And it, we kind of have the same thing in, in the car world. SEMA is going through the same thing where it's industry only, but all of these people show up. That, oh, who do you work for? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just Joe Bob's buddy. Hey. Like, hmm. You know, and this is, it does kind of water it down at SHOT Show, not to be that guy, but, you know, that's why distributors are like, they're not going to talk to people like, hey, let's talk deals, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're not even a store. Oh, you're not buying anything. Right. And I can see where that can be really annoying. Right. Like, Well, that's why they have the badges color-coded now. Where before they didn't color-code the badges, now they color-code the badges. Right. Uh, so dealers have a big red bar across their top as an FFL. Right. So they know anyone with a big red badge is... Say not that anyone else is not worth their time, but that's who they need to be selling their product to because that's who is actually eligible to buy something there. Right. Or place an order. Are so, you, uh, I mean, I'm kind of sad we're not going this year, but on the other hand, it's eh. Right. There's still a lot of drama. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I'm not a huge fan of that. I'd rather stay home, get some stuff done. Get ready for this year. Yeah. The year is creeping up on us really quickly. In addition to making ammo, I also have to <laughs> get yeah. classified with my new gun. and uh, Practice, maybe? Yeah, practice. Possibly. Maybe. Entertain the idea of? I, I, I will attempt practice <laughs> soon. Sometime soon. Cool. Well, guys, uh, that's it. That's all we got for the show today. Uh, as always, thank you so much. We really love you guys. Appreciate all you guys do. Appreciate your support. If you have any questions, carry compete crushes, uh, even topics that you'd want us to discuss, you can email us at pewtimepodcast at gmail.com or get in touch with us on Facebook or Instagram at laughingload. If you guys wouldn't mind, I haven't asked in a while. I should ask again. If you could rate and review the podcast, we would appreciate it. We are climbing slowly, but still heading in the right direction. Right. Um, it's, it's an upward struggle. <laughs> it is. And this year, we're going to have even more guests. I'm already filling up the calendar, and Jackie is becoming quite uh, quite impressed with my calendar skills. I'm so happy. <laughs> This man's never used a calendar as long as I've known him. This is very exciting. So, all right, guys. We hope you have a great week, and we will talk to you next Monday. Bye.